Salam, bonjour to all of you who are tuning into the Fashion Lab and Cliff Central. My name is Lise Ogumba Regisford with the amazing Fashion Lab team in studio joining us today again, as usual, is my <laughs> co-host Morik Peterson. Good afternoon, everyone. And our in-house trend analyst, um, Kayla Stambul. Good afternoon, Liz, and I'm so excited for our new Friday spot. Yes, yes, yes. It feels so good. It feels like a holiday. Anyway, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, um, Fashion Lab is the first fashion business radio show to go live on air in Africa and beyond. So let's just say in the world, we are pioneers. In our fashion lab, we dissect the business behind fashion so we can raise the bar, we can make more money, and we can just enjoy this fabulous um, industry um, while keeping in the change, you know. Um, we had a lovely, lovely, lovely guest um, in studio two weeks ago. His name is Lexi Mojo Eyes. For those of you who don't know, Lexi Mojo Eyes is... Uh, the founder of Nigeria Fashion Week, and amongst other things, the Africa Fashion Reception. And, you know, he's also doing a lot of big things. And uh, we have his exclusive on our podcasts. You guys can uh, download the podcast on uh, cliffcentral.com slash fashion lab and get to really um, enjoy Lexi and what he's doing uh, to raise the bar within the African fashion industry. Um, moving on to Kayla, what is going on? You look so fabulous today. Thank you, darling, and so do you. Mo had told us the funniest story, not the funniest story, the most interesting story very, yesterday, and I very, really want you to share that. Very. So one of um, a certain blazer that I wear, and I have um, worn it to studio before. You have to see it, you guys. It's like military. It's double-breasted. It's like a camel color. Absolutely gorgeous vintage. From the 70s. From yeah. the <laughs> 70s. From the 70s. So the story is that it was given to me um, by my late... Um, Grand uncle. Um, so I went to my bow tie um, factory and I actually met the man that made um, that jacket um, about 40 years ago. I mean, we just stood there in awe and he said to me, do you know that this is my jacket? I mean, how phenomenal is that, that you come across someone that has made a jacket 40 years ago. So he called his designers and he called his whole family and we took pictures. I mean, it was just the most amazing experience. I think as a designer, whether you see someone in your things that you created last week or that you created last year, whatever, I think it's the most incredible feeling as a designer to see someone else wearing your stuff. I mean, sometimes you just want to like jump out of your skin and be like, oh my God, I did that. You know, I'm sure Liz is very familiar with that feeling <laughs> yeah, as yeah. well because she has actually expressed <laughs> yeah. it couple of times. No, it is. I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think that um, that's where we now have some show and prove that fashion leaves, you know. And I don't, I don't even think it's fashion. It's style. That jacket is classic. It yes. is. And he's actually bringing it back next year. He said, Mo, I am going to make these jackets again. I mean, if you rocking it the way you rocking it, I am definitely bringing it in. So, I mean, I felt good, you know, wearing a jacket that was made 40 years ago. But you guys, it just goes to show that timeless fashion never goes out of fashion. No, never definitely. All these trends that are coming up every single day go in and out. But I'm telling you, a timeless piece, you can have it forever. You, I mean, when Mo wears that jacket, I promise you, I, I thought it was new. You know, I, I thought, and he was like, no, it's vintage. And he's very proud of that. And that's good yeah. because it's worth more when it's, you yeah. know that vintage fashion is worth a, um, a lot more. Definitely. Um, so yeah. big up to Bruce. Big up to Bruce, the designer that 
actually made the jacket 40 years ago. And for something to actually qualify as vintage, it needs to be at least 20 years old. Oh, thank so you. So we Kayla. know that mm. it's vintage. So what's <laughs> rocking? What's rocking, Kayla? <laughs> so on today's trend report, you guys, we've really seen that there are new fashion capitals that are coming up into the world. You know, we've always known it as New York, Milan, London, and Paris. They've always been the fashion capitals of the world, but we've actually seen that there are there's stiff competition And when we look at Africa We actually see that um, Lagos, Nigeria Is one of the up and coming Like the really rising African fashion capitals of Africa And it's so amazing Because we've had Lexi Mojo on the show Which is actually the founder of Nigerian Fashion Week And he's really done tremendous things for it So what do you guys think about that? Because I've always been speaking about Australia you know, whenever we in our discussions, I always tell you guys, you guys look out for Australia, look out for Australia, because I, f- I find that the world is now going to Australia to see what they are doing because they've done incredibly amazing stuff. No, I think it's absolutely phenomenal. And I mean, in one of our previous shows, we said too, um, Africa is next. You know, Africa is really next where I, I think more like is now. Yes. yes. Ne- next is yes. a bit too, 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 too far. Too far. Very true. <laughs> Here Very we are true. now. Thank you for intercepting right there and saying right now. Yes. Right now. Yes. I mean, the world is no longer looking at um, Europe and, mm-hmm. um, and America. And America. Mm-hmm. They're now looking at us because mm-hmm. we have become pioneers. They are now realizing that we are actually the pioneers of certain things, whether it is our textiles, whether it is um, the different styles, because we're so diverse within our own cultures. So yes, definitely. I, I'm, I'm very excited about uh, that. Yeah. You know, I, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Just to add on, I, um, you know, when we spoke to Legi, uh, to Lexi as well, it's very interesting when we had the conversations around the fact that he said the one of the ways that they started this movement and really made it um, a really big deal is to say, when you come into the event, you have to wear a local designer. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the end of the story, and they stuck to it. And you realize that just by saying that, it, it, it forces people to buy local. Mm-hmm. So I think for me that um, when we talk about them being... Uh, one of the big um, fashion capitals now in mm-hmm. Africa or the biggest is because they've also um, set the bar. They've also mm-hmm. put down some house rules and said, listen, we're going to do this thing together, but you've got to look fabulous. You've got to wear local and let's go. Mm-hmm. And that's the way. That's I completely agree with you, Les. And I think that it's also about time because I think people are kind of getting a little bit tired of only having to travel to those cities to see the latest and the newest fashions. So I think that it's absolutely incredible. It's amazing. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for about the fact that I don't have to travel too far to actually, yes. you know, attend an amazing fashion week. We have one right here in Africa. So instead of New York yeah. Fashion Week, yeah, I'm yeah. saying Lagos Fashion Week. Mm, great stuff. <laughs> Today on the show, we are dissecting another important topic around the role that media has been playing um, to elevate the African fashion industry. And uh, joining us in Fashion Lab uh, is going to be um, uh, a couple of... Phenomenal guests. Really cool guests. <laughs> yes. yes. We've got Uzuri uh, Magazine uh, founder Fidel Atabong. Uh, we've got uh, Farai Gundan, a media maven at Forbes and Forbes Africa. We've got Santa Anzo for Arapapa, uh, Ugandan fashion designer. And we've got Weza Solange, actress and multi-talented uh, TV personality. I said she'll have to explain yes. what other hats she's wearing because yes. she's been doing a lot of um, um, great things. But just a quick refresher before we even go on. We have a very interesting segment at the end of our show called Who Would You Want to Dress? 
And uh, for those of our listeners who are joining us, I would love to encourage you to think about this and share with us your who and your why at the end of the show when we, when we reveal our who's and our, our why's. Um, keep the tweets coming in at Cliff Central or at Fashion Lab AF or if you want to go visual, Insta us at Fashion Lab Africa. But just share with us. We like to have fun at the end of the show and we want to know yes. who you would want to address and why. So keep thinking as we uh, move along. Put it all together, Liz. I want. I just want to come in there and say that we have amazing Africans in different parts of the world that are busy elevating the African continent. Because these guests that we have, um, that 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 we're going to be chatting to, they're based in the USA. Some are based in U in Uganda. Some are based in South Africa. So it's so interesting, and you know, to know that there are Africans. Um, out there that are busy doing phenomenal, abs- absolutely phenomenal work to elevate and for people to recognize, you know, us as Africans. So, I mean, they're sitting in the USA. I mean, mm-hmm. if someone's sitting in the USA, they're just creating this platform, yes. you know, for other Africans and to expose what it is we're really about. So I just find that very interesting. Now, Ma, I'm telling you, the fashion industry is onto so many good things. We are going to have Weza coming into studio right now. She looks absolutely incredible. Look at her. She looks absolutely gorgeous. Wow, look at Weza um, in the studio. <laughs> wow. As Weza is coming in looking fabulous as usual, holding it down from the, in the Angolan way or the Portuguese way, I don't know. We also have um, Fidel Atabong uh for Uzuri, Uzuri Magazine, who's the um, founder of Uzuri Magazine, on Skype on the line now. Um, Fidel, are you here with us? Yes, I am. Fidel, Hi. hello. <laughs> How are oh, you? Fidel, okay. can you hear us? Yes, I, yes. I want to say I love that blue jacket you're wearing, but I don't even know if you're wearing a blue jacket. <laughs> but this is what we do at the Fashion Lab, and uh, it's very nice to have you in studio today. We love your work and what you're doing um, around Uzuri, and we obviously would love you to also just share with us as we dissect this topic around uh, the role that media is playing um, within our industry. Um, Fidel, could you just tell us a bit about Uzuri and uh, also just a bit about what role you feel Uzuri is playing um, to elevate the fashion industry, um, especially the African fashion industry? Um, hello? Yes. Can you guys hear me? Yes. yes, we can hear you loud and clear, Fidel. <laughs> okay. Uzuri is a international African inspired fashion magazine that was um, created to assist or kind of um, help the African inspired designers to show their collections across the globe. So we have done a lot for a lot of designers, you know, helping them to show their, their, their designs to, from not only in Africa, in the U.S., you know, in Europe, or, you know, around the world. And um, our goal is to you know, make sure that these designers, you know, can have an opportunity, you know, to have their things also sold globally. That's the next goal. Because, you know, we don't just only want to show their collections, but we want to make sure that, you know, they can, you know, at least, you know, get something out of it. You know, marketing, you know, global, global view, global connection, you know. So that was the kind of things that we're working on right now. 
Fidel, um, you know, I must, you know, applaud you. I mean, you're sitting in the USA in Texas and you're doing absolutely phenomenal work, you know, to elevate the African continent and for people to realize that we are just as good and maybe sometimes I might be boasting and better than the rest of the world. But in terms of, you know, uplifting and elevating the fashion designers that you work with, what type of process or is there a selection that you look at, you know, or a type of criteria that you say that I want to work with you or yes, um, I think you are ready to be elevated to the next level? Well, you know, we try to, you know, show the best. Right? Yes, yes. But, um, you know, we can't only just want to show the best because if we do that, you know, we're going to miss some people. So what we do is, you know, we look, you know, and we go through the fashion weeks. Yes. You know, we do a lot of research on designers in Africa. You know, we see designers who, uh, you know, who, who show collection that, um, you know, that, you know, they have done a lot of work. Yes, you know, I put a lot of time, and so we pick those designers and um, you know put their things out there because uh, you know some of these guys they have worked with big designers they have they studied in France they studied in big schools in Africa around the world so we cannot um, say you know we're gonna pick this person or that person so we look at the work you know and pick the the best. And Fidel, sorry, um, do you, could you just also tell us, because for me, my thing is when you're based in the U.S., you're based in Texas and, um, you're obviously, uh, representing or wearing an African hat saying that this is who I am. This is where I'm from. And this is what I want. This is what my business is about is to elevate the African fashion industry. Do you find it challenging? Do you find that maybe you could have been doing better with the magazine when it comes to, um, sales and staff and just reach, reach the reach, uh, the reach if you are in Africa or do you think that you actually is a, it's a better position for you to be in the U.S. so that you handle a market that maybe we are not able to handle because we're based here. Yeah. Do, do you, what, tell us a bit about your experience and also just about your sales generally. I mean, are you doing well? Are you, uh, are you an ambassador for real? Like where you sit in that space and you feel like you've got a territory who are looking up to you and saying, make sure that you feed us with yes. whatever's coming from the continent. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think uh, we need to represent, you know, Africa globally. I think it's a good, uh, good idea, good concept. Um, with social media these days, you know, it's easy to reach, you know, to reach, um, you know, millions of people around the world. So the story is being told. It's being told um, in social media. It's kind of difficult, you know, to be here and try to do a full African-inspired magazine because, you know, you want to be in Africa, you know, yes. because it's an African inspired. <laughs> but, you know, you have uh, Africans, a lot of Africans who live in the U.S. from Africa, students, um, parents, you know, they have moved to, 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 the North, to North America or Europe. So you still have a lot of people who miss these things. They want to see these things. They want to wear. They want to wear these things. So it's a good thing to even someday have, um, have some outlet, you know, in, in some outlet here in the U.S. that can sell very high-end yes. African mm -hmm. fashion from top designers is, you know, also a good thing to have another one in Europe, in Africa, all over the world that we have who can sell high-end, top luxury, glamorous uh, African collection. 
Vidal, being an African fashion publication, you have the pleasure of seeing countless collections from various African fashion designers. Does the Western world still have a huge influence on African fashion, or do you find that we're coming into our own? Oh, no, no, no. They are, I mean, you know, they are, they, they really, really, really are getting into, you know, African-inspired, you know, collection. Because you can see when you walk on the streets in New York, L.A., you know, every big city in the U.S., mm-hmm. you can see um, you can see people dressing in, you know, with African fabrics, mm-hmm. African-inspired wear. So I think they, you know, they love it. But it's, I think it's the way that uh, it's been presented is not in any high level yet. You know, okay. so yeah. we need to come up with the means, you know, that we can find a way to to really, really show these things in a very high level and have them you know, available. You know, have them available because that's another issue. You know, mm. they don't have them available. They can see it online. They can see it on the fashion week. They can see it in, in and they can, they can put their hands on it. Mm. So they have yeah. to maybe, maybe uh, just look at it on the picture. That's it. Yeah. Absolutely. And but do so- you remember, Fidel, also you have to just remember what we spoke about yesterday <laughs> <laughs> and what we agreed that we were going to be doing, right? So do you want to also just kind of wrap up by saying, what we are doing, how we are solving the problems. Um, I think you know, you, you know, your direction is um, is very, very, very important, and uh, I would like to work with you guys. You know, by any means. No, definitely. We We're interested. We're interested. <laughs> Fidel, what you, what you have to tell, obviously our audience is wondering what we're talking about. Um, we spoke lightly yesterday and we spoke about the fact that, you know, it's, we've been speaking about all the problems that we have and it's time for us to be responsible African, um, fashion heads and decide that wherever there is a problem, we fix it. We can't be talking. Yeah. I'm tired of talking. I'm growing old talking. take it up talking. upon ourselves. Yes, and we're like such storytellers. I mean, we tell and talk and talk. Africans can talk you to sleep, but I think it's time yeah. to start doing. So when we find a gap, we fill the gap. Every gap is an right. opportunity, and that's what we strive to do. And therefore, if there is no space or there is nobody doing something or there is a gap, we want to fill it because this is where our passion is. This is where our soul is. And uh, we are Africa, and we want to see a better Africa. So we are going to do what we need to do to get it to the Most next definitely. space. Fidel, I just also quickly want to ask you, in terms of you working with all these amazing African designers, you know, is there a good value proposition for them? And are they appreciating, you know, that this platform that you have um, set up for them, you know, is, is there a good value um, proposition or is it also um, just there to pump out that this is who they are, this is what they're doing and um, they're around or h- how does it work? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, when uh, these designers contact me or when I find them and contact them, yeah, they are so happy. They yeah. are very, very happy to to have the opportunity to show the things, you know, around in the, in the North America. So, I mean, around the world. So, I mean, it's very, very important, you know, for these designers to keep on doing the work that they do, creating very, very high end things, you know, because at some point, you know, it's going to be like people want these things. Can we have it now? You know, we want to buy these things. So, I mean, when I meet this, when they contact me or I contact them, we both are very excited, you know, because it's a, it's a very, very good thing 
you know, for us African Africans and also for promoting the culture around the globe. Very true. Thank you so much. Gosh, it's so much information we can talk all day long, Fidel. We want to <laughs> continue talking. However, we know that you've got to go on with your 6 a.m. morning. Thank you for waking up early. So early. For so us. early. And, uh, and thank you also for just joining us on the show. Could you please just share with our listeners where we can find, uh, where we can contact, how they can contact you, how they can find out about Uzuri, your website, your Facebook, your, where can we find you? Right. The best contact now is uh, just go to Uzuri.com and, um, you know, we have a, a contact, contact page. So you can contact us through there. That's very, that's very easy to reach us. And, um, and that's the best way by Uzuri.com and hit us on the contact page. Thank you very, Thank very you much. Thank you so much, Fidel. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Have a lovely day. Thank you. Thank you. Ciao. So that was Fidel, um, the CEO of um, Uzuri magazine, and he's based in the USA and he's doing very good work in terms of creating a platform for these um, African designers. Um, so Lange is sitting here in amazing um, dungaree. You know, she came in with a little mustard coat. Um, the arms is cut quarter, and she walked in here looking absolutely Phenomenal. Oh, I mean, thank you. Phenomenal. <laughs> you look absolutely stunning. Stunning. Thank you so stunning. much. I should have known that you would be analyzing me from the moment <laughs> I came in at this fashion lab after all. But thank you for having me here. I've been hearing great things about this show. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you so you. much, Juan. <laughs> wow. Anyway, this is, uh, for those who are catching us now, this is the fashion lab in Cliff Central holding it down with Weza Solange. We just had Fidel Atabong and we'll be having Farai Dam and we are just having a party at the fashion lab uh, <laughs> central room or headquarters here anyway we'll just take a quick break um, as we continue to speak about the role that media is playing in the fashion industry For those of you who've just tuned in, you're listening to the Fashion Lab show on Cliff Central. And in studio, we have got Wiza that is going to be joining us in any minute now. She looks absolutely incredible. <laughs> For those of you who want to tweet us, um, we are at Fashion Lab AF on Twitter, uh, Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram and Facebook, as well as CliffCentral.com. Yeah. So I'm here joined in studio. I'm Kayla Stamble and I'm here with the beautiful Liza Gumba and Moik Peterson. What's up? <laughs> and we've also just been joined in studio by a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous media maven, Madame uh, Ferrari Gadan yeah. in studio as well. You're Looking fabulous in, in her in her red. Is that a ruby roux? What is that? No, actually, I don't do ruby roux anymore. <laughs> I do Sephora, which is very f- affordable. Uh, it's abs- it's the uh, always red, very affordable for the girls in New York and the U.S. Um, yeah. Love and it was gorgeous. And, 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 and where's a what 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 lip color is that? Now that we're talking lips, it looks like a rebel. Have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me, please, because I'm all natural. Look good, this did, and I walked out the house. Is it Mac? <laughs> it is not Mac. Okay. It's Revlon. Oh, 
Oh, nice. It's a pretty, very nice. Purple, that is yeah. a good dupe for Ruby Woo, by the way. On your lips, it's absolutely stunning. I would never be able to say that it's not. Thank you. Stunning. Wow. I appreciate that. <laughs> for those who are joining in again, this is the Fashion Lab, and we've got uh, Weza Solange, who is a multi-talented uh, TV personality and actress. And like I said, she will explain the rest. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and we've also got uh, Farai Gundan, who is a media maven at Forbes and Forbes Africa. And obviously, we just finished up with Fidel Atabong of Uzuri. I think we're having so much fun in studio. We are. We are Uh, definitely. I love Fridays. (laughs) Dissecting the role that media is playing to elevate our fabulous fashion industry. Um, Weza, I don't know. Talk to us a bit. I mean, the good thing um, about Weza is as much as I also see her around a lot, she also spends time in my showroom, which is a good thing. Um, getting, <laughs> yes, picking up a few pieces and taking them with her to wherever she's going to be seen. So I, I just think that it was we when we spoke, we thought it was a very um, uh, just good, good idea to bring you into into studio yeah. because you're definitely a personality who's very um, serious about her style. Um, when you step in, everybody know that Weza has arrived, mm-hmm. and um, I believe that you um, being who you are and enjoying fashion the way that you do can definitely play a very big role or has played a very big role um, in the brands that you wear. Obviously, when you step out with it wearing Liz or wearing Clale or wearing whoever, um, could you just share with our, with, with our audience a bit about uh, Weza and just the role that you think you're playing as somebody who's obviously consuming a lot of local brands and wearing them and, and just taking everything to a whole new level? Yeah, I, I mean, as a TV personality, like you say, you can't really explain what it is that I'm doing right now because not even I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a little so bit of everything. <laughs> I'm doing a little bit of everything, obviously. Working on television, I do my modeling on the side, but I'm mainly focused on production right now, TV production. And I remember when I started in television, the one thing that I had going for me that I remembered Everybody else telling me is make sure you always look presentable. Yes. So I knew that I was in an industry in which I was new and I was competing with a a lot of other beautiful women. And my way of being able to kind of stand out was always looking presentable. Yes. And being in South Africa, I think that people here are very fortunate because you have great, great, great uh, designers in South Africa in and in Africa as general because I've been able to kind of enter the rest of Africa. Mm-hmm. With every designer that I work with, I mean, like, like you said, I have worked with Liz, I have worked with Hurt, I have worked with Guitar and George and I think that my ro- it's not even a thing I'm sure of, I think that my uh, my role is just being able to bring some value mm-hmm. onto, uh, onto the clothes. And, and it is value that is already there, but because I'm fortunate enough of, of having the platform of just being able to tell some people out there, they have no idea because we are being consumed by so much. There is so much going on out there and people are exposed to so much that sometimes you need somebody to wear something, make a statement so that everybody else can look at it. And mm. when it comes to, to local designers, I, I really do believe that as Africans, we can reach the international level. And I believe that as a TV personality, my, my mission is to try and, and, and just show 
whoever is there and wants to listen and wants to see that listen the same way that I'm wearing Liso Gumbo, I could be wearing uh, a Gucci or yes. whatever mm-hmm. else and I look just as good if not better so why not start investing more in this mm-hmm. and and people really do People follow celebrities and people yes. want to know what celebrities it's, are doing, yes. what they're wearing and yeah. so forth. And I feel that if as a celebrity, I start putting my money, let's start with money because people like freebies a lot over here. <laughs> yes. So can they we just do. put it and, out and there? And they got, do. Sorry, and we've got to commend this beautiful, fabulous girl because she comes in and sometimes she wants freebies, but there's things she'll like. No, okay, you have to buy. I'm buying yeah, that. You have, you have to, to buy. As well. Exactly. You have to buy. I'm, listen, there are things that I'm only going to be able to wear once. Yes. And I'm, I, I will come to listen. Listen, I can put a, a value to this, but I'm only going to wear it once and it's going to be all over the papers and blogs and so forth. So you are going to get your money in return in yeah. this and I'm not going to be able to wear it again. So I'm not going to pay for it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a good value proposition. There's, yes. there's, the, there's, there's, it's an investment. Yes. Exactly. You know, but I find it very interesting that you're saying, you know, you, you wear a lot of local designers, you mm-hmm. know, within South Africa and Africa, the continent. Absolutely. But, um, how is our standard? How would you rate our standard now when it comes to design and the quality competing with the rest of the world? And which standard are we as African fashion designers? Okay. I think that African fashion designers in the beginning, they were kind of slacking and they just wanted the applause without putting in the work. Yes. yes. It was always that guilt tripping you into I'm an African designer mm. and you need to support me. No, yes. I will support you if you're good. Yes. It it, it is not about I, I think that the way of getting people to, to bring out the best of themselves is to demand the best out of them. Very true. Mm. Yeah. So I believe that you do have a few African designers that are at the level to go and compete internationally most definitely. And you have Liz, you have David Kelly, you have Hurt and you I mean you have even smaller local designers Designers like mm. your Fabro Sands and 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 they're thinking out of the box and they're putting attention to detail. The fabric is good. I don't want to wear something that after I wash it once, it's like yes. it's, it's shorter. The color's gone and, <laughs> and it's, it's gone. Like, and, and and that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. People are just in too much of a hurry to produce out there, yes. and it's more quantity than quality, and that becomes a um, problem. Weza, for some um, I know that you've had the honor of being dressed by many different designers mm-hmm. and over the years, what draws you to the designers that you choose to work with? Um, I, I work in moods. <laughs> <laughs> like every other woman. <laughs> exactly. So it is what I am feeling like at the moment. I remember that when I, I approached Liz, as a person, I was feeling that I wanted change mm-hmm. and I wanted something different. And everyone was used to seeing weather in a specific kind of cut. Yeah. It's, it, do you understand? It's yeah. like either the open back or... Big up to Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> With all big smiles. <laughs> so I was, I was tired of being predictable, especially because I was entering into a new era in my in my career as well as a producer and I just wanted to feel new all around. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to to feel new in everything that I did and fashion is a big part of me so Liz helped me in that. I feel like when I started wearing Liz Ogumbo I could I started fitting into the next role of Weza. Okay. Into st- the sexual and sensual is always going to be there. I tell her. <laughs> <laughs> I tell her, listen, I, I want people to be able to to respect what I have to say, 
but still be mesmerized by what I'm wearing. Yes. So I, I don't think you could have said it any. <laughs> yes. Very so to the point. Uh, thank you. And I was gonna say, please, everyone who's listening, I did not pay her. Did <laughs> <laughs> you send her a brief or anything? I just want to get some. Um, as we speak, obviously, mm. because Farai is also in studio. I just want to also get um, some sort of feel and, and your take on what um, media, what role media is playing. And obviously, because you are working in the media space, um, you can just introduce yourself properly <laughs> to our audience and also just share with us your take on what role you and other similar, um, sp- uh, you know, similar writers or people in your space are playing to take us to the next level. In top levels. In very <laughs> top, top level. levels. Okay, those next. Top. Yes, top <laughs> levels. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. Ma. I didn't actually get your name. Kayla. Kayla. Okay, <laughs> thank you. And hi to the audience, the listening audience. I'm super excited to be uh, on the show. I am visiting from the U.S. You didn't mention that. So I'm visiting from the U.S. And I've been in Cape Town and now I'm finally in uh, Johannesburg and just having a fabulous time. So I'm really excited and very grateful to you guys for having me on your show. Um, yeah, so media and the role of media in fashion, is that what you said? Mm, yeah. Especially, yeah, because we obviously feel that media huh, is playing, I mean, media exists. Yeah, no, media yeah. exists. And does it play a role in, is it doing something to take us to the next level or... Or what is, what is, what, so I think media is very, very critical. I mean, you know, it's one thing to have a product, but if you don't connect your product to the consumer, you have nothing, right? You are always creating something that hopefully will speak to the masses. And I think that we are the middle people. We are the, the ones that actually then take your message, uh, whether it's your clothing line, whether it's a, a you know product, whether it's a message, and then we communicate that or we convey that to the mass to the masses. And um, so I've been in a fortunate uh, position uh, to uh, occupy um, a, a lot of spaces within media, so television, radio, and then writing uh, and writing for Forbes, you know, at that global um, mm-hmm. stage. And for me, what, what what was exciting or has been exciting is talking about uh, Africa. I think the narrative on Africa is changing and being at the forefront and helping shape that narrative that, you know, Africa is rising. And I truly believe Africa is rising. Even though we do have challenges, we have issues around that theme. I think that Africa is rising and you see it so evidently in um, in fashion. I actually get to hang out with David Clarley when he shows at New York Fashion Week because I love going to New York Fashion Week uh, because for like a week I get to dress up. I get to check out what's (laughs) going to happen. Um, you know, each season, you know, I get to meet some of my favorite um, designers, and one of them is um, uh, uh, Max Azria, uh, oh, who does, nice. yeah, Hervé Leger. I'm, nice. I'm a bandage uh, dress girl. So, um, you know, I get to meet them. Um, you know, Pamela Rowland, who's also, you know, an American and a favorite, uh, but also seeing the Africans come up. And uh, Wes talked about the quality uh, of African, and she's so on point. I think that there is an evolution, there is a growth um, from applause to now saying, you know what, there is a business behind this. Mm-hmm. We actually need to make money because it is a multiple billion dollar industry. It is. Uh, you see it from Gucci, you know, Yves Saint Laurent, you know, Louis Vuitton, which is, you know, one of my favorite brands, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But now Africans are realizing, African designers are realizing that, you know what, we should monetize this beyond the applause, beyond the, the hand claps, because that doesn't put food on your table. That doesn't put gas in Very your car. Very true. The glitz and the glam has to go. It has to go. Yeah. Um, but also to bring our aesthetics, our aspirations, our ideas, our, you know, the way, us to the forefront, because I see so many African, um, inspired, uh, um, 
designs with the uh, you know the, the global uh, uh, designers from Gucci to uh, you see it you know and it's seasonal as well and so for me it's awesome to see you know David show you know, you, uh, Liz show, uh, from your perspective, because we need your voices within the broader, uh, fashion and narrative that's taking place. Because if you're not speaking, then someone is going to borrow your, you know, the Kenyan, the African, the pan African, um, uh, the persona that you are to their design. And so in effect, in effectively, effectively stealing your ideas. And so I'm mm. glad that you guys are actually now have the, um, the, the backbone to actually say, you know what, you know, this is us. And then you have a huge number of people that can actually, um, that resonate with your designs and your aesthetics, you know, et cetera. So yeah. But, but I, sorry, I was going to say, I really think though, um, Farai, that you as Farai are in a position because of your passion and your drive and your soul to see Africa become the Africa that you want it to be or the right. Africa that it needs to be, you, in your position, are playing that role. Because there's so many different b- media platforms. Mm-hmm. And, and it's true that you know people write about who they want to write about. Yeah. They talk and feature. We are sitting here with Wes and Farai because we want... Yeah. To share their stories and and share their 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 you know their views with our audience and the icons. So, so yeah, yeah, so I think that it's also about not just media is media, but until you have somebody who's so passionate about a cause or a you know if it, if it wasn't for you, maybe it wouldn't be so many African. Uh, uh, interviews or African stories. I mean, I'm just saying. No, no, you're absolutely right. So, you know, for the longest time, it's always been non-Africans writing and talk and telling our story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it bothered me for the longest time. So, you know, I've lived in the U.S. for like a majority of my life, even though I'm born and raised in, in, in Africa. And, um, for the longest time, it bothered me that we were not telling our stories. Yeah. And so I felt like, okay, well, so yeah. why isn't CNN? Why BBC? Why, you know, why, 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 why? Yeah. And as God would have it, you know, whatever he burdened you that's your calling so you're yeah. burdened by fashion and so that's your calling and he and he puts it into your dna and he gives you the creativity which i think like you are amazing as a designer um yeah and then also mo as you know and a stylist i mean that is in that is in his dna mm-hmm. so you're able to do that so for me it was telling the story of africa it bothered me i'd cry you know days on end i'll be crying and then finally i discovered that i you know could write became a you know one of the top writers at forbes um you know on television i mean i got on the oprah winfrey show one time and she I had a 30 minute conversation I didn't realize I mean Oprah is a master communicator And to be able to Engage her And hold her attention Yeah You know I mean That yeah. takes you know Like crazy skill yeah. And I yeah. think once I did that I realized that You know what Yeah I love Oprah She's you know A, a mentor in my head Whatever But now is the time for You know the asses You know we are the ones We've been waiting for Not some You know abstract You know person out you know out somewhere it's actually us you know doing the work and so yeah so i've been really privileged uh, actually and then also i think one of the highlights of that has uh, as being uh, named a young global leader by the world economic forum which i think just really speaks true to us now um e- emerging as uh emerging as um the, you know leaders uh, but from the African perspective and saying, you know, we don't need the Europeans, we don't need the Americans to represent us on global forums, mm-hmm. but we actually have us yeah. representing ourselves because we actually have something to say and we have something that the world needs to, something uh, to powerful. hear. Yeah, yeah, something powerful. I found it very, say. I found it very interesting, um, Farai, at um, Sunday Circle when I first heard you speak mm-hmm. that you took it upon yourself as an African to bring change and to show the world that Africa is there and Africa is doing 
doing phenomenal stuff. Um, just taking you back to, you know, you attend a lot of, um, Fashion weeks in New York City and, you know, I was there myself too, but it's been now two, three years that I'm home. How has the audience or the reception from the USA, how are they now, you know, welcoming us? Because a lot of people look at us as, you know, they see like a, um, an African print or something that's associated with an African print and that makes you an African, African. designer. But it's, mm. it's really not that. It's about an aesthetic and as you were mentioning. So how has the reception been now, you know, and, and the welcome from the global audience and how has our fashion designers been welcomed? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. And, you know, you are in a unique position that you've lived in the, you know, yeah. New York City and now you're back home and so you have that dual uh, um, you know understanding and and as does you know uh, Liz I think who's lived everywhere in the world (laughs) Uh, um, so you have that understanding but I think your your question is so appropriate for now 2015 when now I think the world is sitting up and paying attention to us and I think that the more confident we are and the more um, you know clear the more as as we have clarity with our messaging our voice um, I think that the world is now really paying attention to uh, us and and saying that oh gosh these people you know we are you know Africans are very you know talented are very creative they actually have something so you have your Trevor Noahs who are now dominating in comedy I mean you know from you know, Kevin Hart is funny, but Trevor is smart funny. Yes. Yes. You know? yes. Yes. Uh, and he is smart global funny. I love Very Kevin. Yes. Shout Very out to Kevin Hart you if you're listening. What? He <laughs> adapts to his audience. Exactly. Yes. That's what I love most about him is that wherever he is, mm-hmm. he will adapt to the audience that he is. And that is what you're supposed to do. What yeah, you're supposed to do. Exactly. funny. Like yeah. you say, he can, he knows how to read an audience yes. and he knows who's going to respond to what. Yes. Exactly. And so it, it makes you think too. I, so I, so I love, you know, uh, Trevor from there. And then you have, of course, you know, Lupita who's much celebrated, who I think also needs at some point to start wearing African designers, but that's a whole nother show, another exactly. topic. No, we, have to, we have to dissect <laughs> that. We have to dissect that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we have to talk Fry, about it. As <laughs> somebody who um, is part of a publication that is international, mm-hmm. do people value African creatives, whether it's fashion, whether it's art, whatever it is that they do, do you think that there's value to that across the world? Because I know that you're in, right. based in New York, so... Yeah. You can really look at it from a global perspective. Yeah. So I think uh, it, it kind of ties back to most question. I think that once we, we start valuing ourselves, mm-hmm. once we start saying that, yeah. you know what, we want, you know, the Wesleys to be our models, to be on the runways of New York City, yes. then will they take us seriously? Because we keep, you know, resetting to, you know, the Kim Kardashian lookalikes, you know, et cetera, yes. et cetera. But no, we need brown brown girls. You know, we need, you know, the chocolate girls up on the stage. So we need to start demanding yes. and, and supporting her, supporting Liz. And until until that happens, it's going to be very difficult for someone in my position to sell our story. So yes. I'm in the boardroom sitting there. I'm pitching our stories. I'm pitching our ideas. But also, too, the, as a collective, we need to say, you know, I'd rather see her on the screen. I'd rather see her aesthetics on me on mm-hmm. the red carpet yeah. than, you know, someone else. And I, so it's it's it, it kind of it has to happen, you know, uh, simultaneously. Uh, so coming from, you know, me pushing it, but also, too, as a collective, we need to be demanding of ourselves. And I think you're seeing that happen in in the U.S., you're seeing that they're boycotting a lot of these things. Say, you know what? I'm not seeing myself on television, and therefore, because it's my money that's paying to subscribe for the show, I'm not going to watch it. Yes. And numbers will always Very be a, ja- a game changer in yes. anything yes. that and you do. And on what you're saying right now, I absolutely agree. I feel like 
as Africans, obviously people want to catch up now and want the world to recognize us, but Africans need to start focusing a little bit more on themselves. Very true. And start validating themselves. Very true. And the truth is that it comes within us first. I believe that once Africans, whether you're designers or anything else, start having more pride in what you do and being more mm. worried about what the African consumer is thinking about what the international consumer is going to think. Yes. Fashion is fashion. Good mm. taste is good taste. Yes. Quality is what Worldwide, mm. it will respond to that. And I, I realize that as, as I go many times and I'm speaking to brands and, and they are saying, okay, we want to have this event, but as, as, as I'm going to start with South Africa, many times South Africans are forcing me to wear international brands into an event and I feel like, but this is supposed to be your brand and they're too worried about what South African consumers yes. are going to think and are they going to think that it's not expensive enough? Are they mm. going to think that there is not enough quality? I, I, if the quality is there, the conceptions needs to be mm. put into us. And I feel like, again, if you go back to the role of media personalities, it is up to us to the same way that you have the celebrities boasting on Instagram over a Louis Vuitton bag or whatever. Yes. Can we do the same over our local designers? Yeah. Yes. Can we start, start boasting exactly the same way? Because if we show that kind of value, then the people will follow. Yes. yes. Oh my wow. gosh. Our guests talk. are so heavy today. I just <laughs> want to stay in the studio forever. The lines are open on 0861 You can also tweet us at at cliffcentral.com or uh, Fashion Lab Africa AF or Facebook page Afri- um, Fashion Lab Africa and Instagram as well. Wow. Well, I I what Weza was saying, and I just quickly want to touch on that. What Weza is saying, let us as Africans take the responsibility Absolutely. of putting ourselves on that global market and say we are equal to the rest of the world and let us recognize ourselves as the rest of the world. Let's, that's, that's all Finish. what has been said. Yes. Wrap, wrap, wrap. Guys, this is our fun, fun, quick last segment. We normally have so much fun on the show just after this heavy talk, as you can see. So we've got this fun segment called Who would you want to dress? Mm. So we're going to quickly start from Morwick. We've got a quick uh, few minutes to just wrap this up. Morwick, you'll tell us who you want to dress and why, and we're going to just go along and we will finish up with Kayla. <laughs> um, who I am dressing, um, and I started dressing, I'm starting to work with him, is Michael Wintick, and he sits as the Strictly Come Dancing um, judge on the panel. It's just, again, about because I resonate with his aesthetic and um, that's why he is the person that I am dressing this week. Just because we resonate. And it's always good to work with someone where you have, you know, you resonate and you parallel to your vision. But also to help the people who need help. Let's yes. just not focus. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, it's not like he needs yeah. help. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but yes. okay. Cool. Where's our you better stop, Liz. You better stop, Liz. <laughs> um, who I want to dress is Boiti. I feel like she's a beautiful girl mm. and uh, there's more to life than booty and boobs. So I would really <laughs> love to, I would really love to classy that up somehow. Yes. And I think it'd be amazing. I know I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> you heard it right, Jay. Uh, I love it. I love it. Actually, um, um, and that was fun. I, I, I loved Weza. So I'm going to kind of balance it and say that I would love to dress a uh, 12-year-old girl from Zimbabwe. Currently, uh, Zimbabwe is uh, considering to lower the consensual sex age for uh, girls from 18 to 12. And oh, that's wow. been actually uh, very uh, near and dear my heart. At the age of 12, I was not even thinking of sex. And what yet do you in know? Zimbabwe, yes. they are deciding that uh, that age uh, is when 
women uh, will be considered the uh, uh, consensual uh, sex for um, uh, female girls. So I would dress a 12-year-old girl and I would um, be dressing her to remind her of her innocence, of her mm. beauty, yeah. of her future and of her potential. Beautiful. And I know that um, she's protected, she's loved, and that she is actually the next greatest thing on earth. Beautiful. Wow. Wow. Why do I have to go after Karai? <laughs> I'm so I'm glad, glad I went before <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's such a heavy, beautiful, intellectually driven, intelligent, fabulous people in the studio today. I think for me, I would want to dress for Rai. And I did last night at the MTV, um, Yay. MTV what? Nomination party? Yes. MTV um, Base? No, the MTV Africa Music uh, Awards that are coming up in July. But yesterday were the actual official announcements of the uh, nominees in the various categories. Yes. And you should look like a queen. I'm going to insta this uh, after the show just so that those who didn't experience it can actually see. But I want to dress, I want to work. You're going to be my one of my projects. This yeah. <laughs> I want to doll you up and make you feel better than you ever felt. Yeah, and like uh, Weza said, really I have a big booty, so it's literally <laughs> nothing about booty and, and boobs, so please. Okay. It's gorgeous. So, yes. It is gorgeous. So, Trust me. Yeah. Okay, so this week I'm going with Unati. Okay, so Idol season is coming up oh. soon. And you know, when I really look at Idols, like you know, when you look watching American Idols, like I mean, I don't even watch it. I'm just there for J Lo's outfits. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's such a glamorous thing, and it's somewhere where we can really play around with fashion. Yeah. So I think that she would be on my list to dress this week because it's Idols. It's fun. It's amazing. Let's do it. It's entertainment. Why not be in a ball gown every single day? I don't know. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Wow. So hair, makeup, everything. Where's the, where everything. can people get hold of you? How can people connect with you? Because yeah. you are such an amazing person. Please tell us how can people connect with you. Thank you. Real quick, you can connect with me on Twitter, Weza underscore Solange. Same thing on Instagram, Weza underscore Solange. And if you want to talk business, business, please. <laughs> business. <laughs> Weza bookings at gmail.com. Farai? Um, f- quickly, Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook. It's at Farai today. So F-A-R-A-I-T-O-D-A-Y at Farai today, both Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And look forward to connecting with you guys. Wow, guys. It's been a fabulous, fabulous show as we dissect the role that media plays within the African fashion industry and beyond. We've had lovely guests in studio. We look forward to hanging out again with you guys next week, same time, same place. Download the podcast and uh, see you guys again. Again next week. Goodbye. Bye. Cliffcentral.com.